0: This is Seattle's Morning News. Dave Ross with Colleen O'Brien. What is the status of Washington State's capital gains tax? Let's go to former State Attorney General Rob McKenna. Our conversation sponsored by Madrona Financial Services. And uh, give us your full disclosure statement first.
1: I am one of the lead attorneys representing the plaintiffs who have brought a constitutional challenge to this uh, capital gains tax we are uh, going to be arguing the case in the Supreme Court on January 26th, having overturned the tax in Superior Court last year.
0: Why has this gotten so far uh, in the process, given that Washington state has a, a history of you know, you know, rejecting anything that could be construed as an income tax?
1: When they've tried it in the past, the Supreme Court has said no, legislature can call a tax anything it wants. It can put whatever label it wants on the tax. But we, the court, are going to decide what kind of tax it really is. And when income taxes have been labeled excise taxes in the past, the Supreme Court has rejected them as being unconstitutional income taxes. So we should probably talk about why progressive income taxes are unconstitutional in Washington state.
0: Well, before we get to that, let's let's, uh, clear up what the capital gains tax would tax exactly.
1: It is a tax on net income from sales and transfers of capital assets. Those could be intangibles like stocks, or they could be something more tangible. Not real estate. It does not apply to real estate sales. So
0: home sales would not, capital gains from sale of a home would not be covered by this?
1: Correct, because we already pay a real estate excise tax on those. And Mm -hmm. that's actually a useful contrast because... The real estate excise tax is a tax that you pay, a flat tax that you pay on the sale or transfer of real estate, regardless of whether there's a profit. Mm -hmm. Every time there's a transfer, you have to pay the tax or sale. You have to pay the tax. This new tax would only apply if you have net income over the course of the year from your capital gains transactions as reported to the federal government on, wait for it, Your federal income tax returns. Right. So there are dozens of references to the, you know, to income taxes in this statute and in implementing regulations because it's all tied to your federal income tax returns. Are you reporting long-term capital gains to the federal government, to the IRS? If so, uh, and if the amount of gain exceeds two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for an individual, five hundred thousand for a, a married couple filing jointly, you owe the state of Washington, or will owe the state of Washington, seven percent of that net amount uh, if this tax is upheld by the Supreme Court.
0: Right. So, as the attorney who's trying to get this particular tax overturned on the grounds that it's not an excise tax, it is in fact an income tax. Can you come up with a way? That the state of Washington could legally impose a tax on income of some kind.
1: Sure. The Constitution says property is everything tangible or intangible that is subject to ownership. Mm-hmm. And under that definition, the Supreme Court has consistently held Income is property because it's about it's as broad a definition of property as you can imagine, right? Everything tangible right. or intangible subject to ownership. Well, that's fantastic. Now, so
0: that means if, if that's eligible to be uh, subject to an income tax, what's the problem?
1: Well, you have to follow the rules for property taxes because income is property. And the Constitution also says that taxes on property have to be uniform. In other words, they have to be flat, not progressive. Mm-hmm. You don't have – different taxes for different kinds of property also, by the way, so we don't have a commercial property tax and then a residential property tax and so forth. Mm -hmm. Also, the constitution says that taxes on property are limited to 1% of the value per year, Uh unless the voters approve a higher amount. So to answer your question, the constitution would allow an income tax of up to 1% on all income about every 10 years, uh, there's a, there's a big effort to get an income tax through one way or another in Washington state. Sometimes it's by ballot measure and sometimes even by constitutional amendment. Believe it or not, there have been six constitutional amendments over the decades on the ballot that would exempt income from the definition of property in our state constitution. That definition, by the way, that I, that I quoted a moment ago, was enacted by a popular vote, by a constitutional amendment approved by the voters. Mm -hmm. To change it, you need another constitutional amendment. That's been tried half a dozen times. Every single time the voters have said no, they voted it down. In addition, there have been four ballot measures that didn't bother with a constitutional amendment, apparently hoping that they would somehow be upheld without amending the Constitution. All four of those initiatives – have been overturned. The, the path forward is is clear. Prior legislatures have recognized it. Most often, they they've said, well, "We want a progressive income tax. Let's go amend the constitution. Let's persuade the voters to do that." But ten times in a row, that has been uh, unsuccessful. So this is the third time the legislature has tried a different tactic it's hard to get something on the ballot as a constitutional amendment. It takes two-thirds majorities in the House and in the Senate. So this is the third time they simply passed a bill claiming that they're creating a new excise tax on income, only to have it overturned by the Supreme Court. At least two times it's been overturned, and we hope this is the third time.
0: Former State Attorney General Rob McKenna. Rob, thank you. Thanks, Dave.